Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, these are things that have happened in the past and, and do happen often. It changes often. tonight, John. That's what he's telling us, y'all. And you've had the pulse of late. Past performances. Well, you've had college basketball pulse. Do you still have NBA pulse? Do you we'll, have the pulse? We'll find out. Oh, We'll find out. I have hit nine in a row on college, bro. Sick. It's very impressive. Since last Thursday. Crazy. You keep talking about it, you're going to I mean, I've, t- I've been up. talking about it before, though. If I, if no, we've started talking about it this week. I'm due for an L, though, obviously. It's coming. I don't think I've ever hit nine bets in a row. It's very it's very impressive. Like, it's like if you parlay nine very hard to do. picks in a row, like, that's got to be, and they're all minus 110 here. You know, these aren't, like, money line minus 400 or anything like that. So if you parlay nine minus one tens, that you know a hundred dollars pay. I, I don't even. I, I'd like to do the math on that, like a parlay calculator here. Um, you yeah. can do that in your downtime. You're on shift one of two. You can count your money later. Well, no, it's not about that. It's like what? Yeah. What if I just isn't left about it open? Yourself on the back at well, all? Because you know it's so, so, you can't do it uh, on there, the there, leak. I cannot say. I, there's no many more ways I can say that that's it's impressive, John. Hold on, I'm about to I'm a, how many more times you want me to say it? I appreciate it. This guy. I want to. I want to. I just want to see what the money would be if it, if I just parlayed all of these and left it open. Okay. So this it, it stops at eight. I'm at nine. It would. Uh, <laughs> this is insane. One hundred dollars on an eighteen parlay. Everything minus one ten, and I've hit nine. Mm-hmm. One hundred pays seventeen thousand five hundred forty four dollars. Mm-hmm. How open, about that? Could open up another top. How about that? I have not made seventeen thousand five hundred forty-four dollars. I can tell you that, but uh, but yeah, I mean nine would be what? Nine would be like twenty-five thousand, just to give you an idea of how damn tough it is. Uh, I haven't looked at the board tonight, really, for for college basketball, but I do like the Grizz. I do like the Grizz. Well, maybe you'll tell us what you think about the Tigers when we come back. Yeah, how about that, Jason with the tease? Look out, folks! Look out! Back with the rundown. Jason and John, I just trying to fan ESPN. 12.02, Jason and John's producer, Brad Carson, here in studio for our brand new sponsor, the Betley Sportsbook. That's the one I exclusively use, and I've been using it for three months now, and I'm very excited about our partnership with Betley because of the promotions tab. The Grizzlies have lost all of their last eight road games against teams with a win percentage like the 76ers between 60 and 80%. Money line Sixers tonight minus one fifty five three and a half is the uh, the line there. Seventy Sixers Grizzlies tonight in Philadelphia. There's a parlay 
and a boost. So you can make more money if you're liking the Grizzlies on the money line tonight. Plus, Ja Morant over 25 points. That's in the promotions tab only at the Betley Sportsbook. You can do that one. They've also got a Tigers parlay in there and uh, some special boosts. So you get more money for the bets that you make with the Betley Sportsbook. It was the first in Arkansas, and now they're here with their technology, their quick payouts, and the simple, fast, efficient way to use Betley in the state of Tennessee. So you can do business in Jonesboro. You can do business in Little Rock, West Memphis, where they started it all, and then flip across here, across the river to Tennessee. They're local in the state of Tennessee now, the Betley Sportsbook. And as a new user here in Tennessee, download Betley. You get a $250 risk-free first Wager. That's reason enough just to download Betley and get in the action tonight here in Memphis for either one of the basketball games. So many ways to have fun. That's why it's the app that I use, the Betley Sportsbook app. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or here in the state of Tennessee to bet using the Betley Sportsbook app. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700, the Betley Sportsbook. Every day at this time we do the rundown, I'll go. Now, it's the rundown, presented by Trippet Insurance. Trippet Insurance at 6462 Stage Road in Bartlett. Depend on your local insurance agent. Trippet Insurance at 901-365-1472. Online at TrippetAgency.com. The rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESP. First story. All right, so we've got an interesting game tonight for Memphis. Uh, one that matters. They all matter at this stage in the season. Uh, but this one certainly um, is no different. I don't want to say more so because it's not more so. That's a lie. That would be me coming on here and lying to you. And that's not what we try to do here. We don't try to lie or gaslight or anything like that. Uh, Memphis, two-point favor tonight over Wichita State on the road at Wichita State. This opened at three and a half and is now down to minus two. I mean, my expectation is Kendrick Davis plays. We'll see um, if that ultimately happens. It's a must-win game, perhaps, for Memphis. I mean, you're going to be flirting with, you know, you're, you're, you're towing the line now at this point. If you lose this game or any game that's not a Houston, and then you lose to Houston as well, you're at the at best, you're towing the line. Maybe you're going over it, and you would need uh, you would need to have a great performance in the AAC tournament to overcome it, which I don't rule out. I don't foreclose that possibility, but I think we're now in a space with Memphis, and I don't know if Lunardi did he put up a new one today. I looked earlier this morning, did not see a new one, so okay. I think the latest still had him as a nine. Okay, so may have put one up since we started the show. Yeah, I don't see a new one either. Okay. Um, you know, late latest. Information that we have is that you know Memphis is 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 in pretty comfortably, solidly, still at bracket matrix bracket matrix one twelve out of one hundred and fourteen possible brackets. Memphis is in still ten point seven ish. You know, yep, still the same exact average there. So I don't think anything has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, would it change with the loss to Wichita State? It probably would. You know, would it drop them to to from in to out? I, I don't know. I, I don't. What's well, quad two? It's a quad two, but you're it's on the road. Those Wichita don't State. have those don't have a yeah. tendency to hurt you as bad. Yeah, but let's let's be real too. This is not a good Wichita State team. It's not. And so from a from an eye, you know, eyeball, whatever for the for the committee, you know, it's not going to be viewed as a, as a good loss if you no, go up there yeah. to Wichita I mean, State in a year where they're what a hundred and whatever they are at uh, at the net. Uh, it's enough to give you a quad two. Sure, maybe it doesn't hurt you as bad as a Cincinnati loss at home would. That's a quad three. But still, I'm I'm with you. I think we should lay it here, John. You, you don't want to lose any outside of Houston. Otherwise, you're towing that line. 
you're on you're probably on pins and needles come selection Sunday. You know, barring some miraculous run in the AAC tournament. Yeah. No, I mean that's all true. I so so just don't lose. And yeah. I think I think that's why you'll probably see Kendrick Davis out there. You know, it, it, even if he's at eighty percent, eighty five, whatever else. That was the point, John. Right? You wrote about it. It was the point of saving him against Houston so you could that's have right. him in these games and. Yeah, hopefully he's ready to go. Yeah, and Penny after the game um, on Sunday sounded, you know, pretty confident about it. Um, obviously, you don't want to show too much, I suppose. But I mean, look, this is an Alo revenge game. Oh, stop! Remember Wichita Halo State? He he, he, uh, he committed to Wichita State in the beginning, way back when. <laughs> Legacy game. This is about De- uh, DeAndre and Kendrick and. Take Halo out of it. Hopefully, it's, I, a, it's I, a smaller role. Penny said he shouldn't have played him as much as he did. I don't even know who plays for Wichita State. Like, who do they have? Who are their players? You hey. just, you saw them earlier this season. Yeah, but that was just that was a that was a blowout. I mean, I know they only won by ten. I I mean, oh, your your man, you, Jaquan Walton. You remember him? Mm-hmm. They got him, Jason. Did he, Memphis? Did, was he committed to Memphis, or there was a thought he was coming to Memphis at one point? I don't, Noah's never committed, I don't believe. Yeah. Uh, he's got the best offense rating on the team, 115.8. That's, yeah. uh, you know, decent in terms of how it stacks up against the rest of the country. But, uh, yeah, junior, 6'7", 206. I remember, I remember him being involved at Memphis. I don't know um, how serious it ended up being. I, I don't think Wichita State requires a breakdown of their roster at this point in terms because what matters most is what Memphis does. Yeah, it's it's more about my point. It's more about them. This is not you're not going into some you know Greg Marshall Wichita State road game where the place is crazy mm-hmm. and that atmosphere is electric and you're you've already taken a punch from them the crowd before you've even started the game. This is a year where Isaac Brown's probably going to be fired. As John said, what do they really have to play for other than the fact that Penny Hardaway's had their number yeah. for the last few seasons? Yeah. If you've got Kendrick, you've got DeAndre, and hopefully I'm, I'm going to start putting him in there because he's been so damn consistent over these last. Heck, it's what, now eight, seven, eight games? Elijah McCadden. Like, what you're getting from him as a third option, sometimes having to be a, 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 a higher option than that, we saw it last week, pretty good. And I know you rolled your eyes at it, but DeMario had 10 last game, hits the winning shot against, what was that, Temple? Um, and so, you know, if you can continue to get him to come on, good signs for the Tigers, and more importantly, at a time where you, you, you cannot drop anything outside of that Houston game. Um, hopefully they, they – Again, you saw Lomax come in and take seven shots last mm-hmm. game. And as good as he was, I think it was seven. He was over seven. I know he had seven yeah. rebounds yeah. Uh, as well. That's right. That, that's what you want to avoid is having to be in a spot where you're asking Lomax to knock down shots. That's when, that's when you know, your offense is not clicking. So hopefully with a, with a Kendrick Davis back, um, you're, 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 you've kind of put Alo back in a spot where he can just play a defensive role, not being a, you're not looking for offense from him. Because yeah. I think you start asking for trouble. When you're asking Alo to go drive in there and score, hundred percent. So it's it's a big game. You win this one, you feel really good. I'll be in the building on Sunday. I've purchased my tickets and I've done so directly from the University of Memphis. By the way, just so you know, I didn't do the whole uh, third party thing. Good for you. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's yeah, I paid yeah. that five dollar uh, order fee or whatever. Riley L. Martin is undefeated when she is in attendance for Memphis Tiger basketball games. Just so everybody is clear. That's one and zero. Oh? Uh, yes. Okay. That's absolutely right. Well, it will be put to the test. It will. Memphis should be favored over Cincinnati, though. Now that, now that you talking about revenge, that's a Landers Nolly revenge game special. 
Mm-hmm. You talking about some Halo revenge, bro? We've watched that man lay so many bricks since IFX formed. It's supposed to be different, dude. He is ma- he he had his chance up there. If they hadn't called them fouls on him, he was ready to score thirty. Yeah, I like this Landers, a, but but you push me out, I'm coming into your city and scoring thirty. This is a Landers, not a revenge game. Here we come to your city. But that's John, what that's what Landers doing. But John's already got me making a mistake of looking past Wichita State here. Give me one little hang and hang hang. Give me one little ding and you dangling. I see you are not a you're not you don't you're not threatened at all by Landers Nolan's presence. Oh this yeah. Weekend Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Penny, aka the Godfather, is quaking in his foams about eight of twenty five. Yeah. Penny is three and zero against the pushouts. That's what that. You come back. You kiss the ring. I don't lose to you. <laughs> I know. He takes it seriously. You don't come into my building and you don't beat me. All right? Who is that? This is the Godfather. All right? I ixnade you from this program. You don't come back and beat me. That ain't how it works. All right? So get your ass out of here. 8 of 25 ass. You were 8 of 25 ass. I don't want that. I don't need that. Kiss the ring. See you later. Sayonara. That's what Penny's going to be saying to Landers Nolly on mm. Sunday. Thank you, Penny. You know that's what he's going to do. That's what he said to Tyler. Is there any other former player he's done this to? Well, no, it's just those two, I think, yeah. that he's playing against this you, year. You guys combine for 20 of 154 against me. Oh, and that, oh no, and, Tyler, and that's Tyler why, was much more efficient and that's than that. Why, Tyler was much more efficient than that. That's why you had to go to the bottom of the barrel. He whacked him. The bottom of the barrel. And, and, and guess what? <laughs> I wasn't even the one that handed you your papers. But That man. was Jermaine. Jermaine escorted you out of the building. I don't even have time for you. But Penny, Tyler... Penny Tyler's a Memphis kid. Where's your heart? Get out of my sight. <laughs> Damn. J- Jermaine. That's cold-hearted. Jermaine. <laughs> Call it Jermaine Johnson to do the dirty work. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Got some imagination. Who else? Oh, Jermaine's not available right now. Jermaine's not available. Farage. I need you to get these kids out of my office right now. Because if they stay in here for one more minute, Alo, you're lucky it wasn't your ass. That took I, I went you're back. You're not talking to Alo. I like went that. back and no, forth. You're not. I went back and forth on you all summer. I didn't know what I was gonna do with you. But you should be very grateful that I'm letting you get this NIL money. I see you tweeting. I see you tweeting. <laughs> He's got more than you think. I see I see you tweeting about the, you know, the literacy or whatever it is. No, that's my, that's peanuts. You weren't getting that anywhere else, Alo. <laughs> so that's why we play you 29 minutes. I can't believe you're doing this, Penny. Yeah. So that's exactly right. Uh, that, Godfather that, for real, cold-blooded. Yeah. Way so, you talk to Tyler. So Landis, you come in here, you contribute to the expansion of Memphis. You build a couple more buildings with all the bricks, and then I never see you again, forever. This this is this is gonna bury us. They're gonna play this in the Cincy locker room on Sunday. What he's saying about Landers? Who's next? Who who's out of here after this one? Oh, I got one for you. Oh, I got one for you. 
Who's out of here? Adam? Your own man. Who? KO. Oh, no. Push him out. No. Push him out. Now, this is, a, this is after the season. You ready for this? Pity called staff meeting. I want to know who tricked me. <laughs> who was the one? John Mark was part of it. We ain't talking about KO. Oh. We ain't talking about KO right now. Uh, who was the job. one that pulled the wool over my eyes with the Spanish kid? Who is responsible is still on the team? for the Spaniard? All right? Because your ass is grass. Who? This kid is wasting space on my bench. Who's responsible? Speak now. Got the whole room looking around. Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Raise your hand. Oh, it's the guy that's, uh, you know, who, who, I, I just want to know. I just want to know who did it. That's that's after the season. We can we can maybe address those after the year. But that is well gonna done. that is gonna be the question that gets asked. And then you you're gonna have to be tough and push KO out because <laughs> we're going to get in Chua from South Florida. Yes, that'll be. That's who we want. See, that's see that, that that's the nice penny, right? When we go around the league, we say, "I'm gonna make you." An NIL offer that you can't refuse. Maybe take us a Tulane kid or two. All right. Where's the kid who said he was going to bust my ass? Bring him in here. I don't want you to bust my ass. I want you to join me. We can bust each other's asses. Yeah, yeah play with Mike. We can Mike. bust everybody else's asses. What is that, Forbes? Is that the Forbes yeah, kid? Forbes was the one he was talking you to KD about. come to Memphis and you join up with me, I will get you on the Forbes 100 list. Forbes, all right. So don't bust my ass. Let's bust the rest of this league's ass together, and then you bring the uh, the USF kid. You just promise him a bunch of nil. Yeah. You know that's penny. That's penny at the end of the season. You know, right now it's all fun and games, right? Everybody likes each other, but when the calendar turns to April, the ring is on, and you either kiss it or you get hit with it. That's what happens at Memphis. So big game tonight. Uh, hopefully Memphis wow. is able to. To get it done, because it would be a great start to this. I mean, look, this is the sort of penultimate stretch here for Memphis basketball. So, uh, would be nice to kick it off all with a dub tonight against Wichita State. Next story. Oh, we'll be quick here because we spent a good deal of time on it. It is a nationally televised game tonight on TNT Grizzlies Sixers at six thirty. Pre-game here at six o'clock on ninety-two nine FM ESPN, of course. And Eric Hasseltine will be on the call. Uh, sounded like Drew Hill agreed with me. This is a tough spot for the Grizzlies, who are three point fa- three point underdogs. I think that I had three and a half earlier. I thought I heard John mention three. Been a I little think it's bit been of, going back and forth. Yeah. Been a little bit of movement on that one. Either way, tough spot for the Grizzlies in the sense that you will not have Stephen Adams, who I went and looked uh, your last game against the 76ers. I think he had 16 rebounds. A uh, big part of their win over the 76ers back in December. Here at FedEx Forum, we know too the Grizzlies are 11 and 17 on the road. Hopefully, it's as easy as. Getting a break during the All-Star uh, uh, break and for, for guys like Dylan Brooks and Tyus Jones. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday with, with Sharon Brown on her podcast. Those two guys in particular, hopefully this break's been good for. Clear your minds. They were uh, basically had become non-factors offensively there for stretches before mm-hmm. the break. So hopefully you're getting them back in the fold. Again, critically important on a night where Luke Kennard's going to be out with a non-COVID illness that you knock some of these shots down. Uh, that's key, especially in terms of beating good teams like Philadelphia. So hopefully it's an off night for Philly. John has predicted that, or at least taking those four points, three and a half, or whatever he's doing. Um, 
but yeah, I think this is going to be a tough one against Embiid. Who, you know, yeah, even with Stephen Adams, you didn't stop last last time you played him. You had thirty five points in that game. It will be tough. You won't have him tonight. You're just hoping Jaron Jackson, when he gets pulled on to him, because Lord knows whether it's Xavier Tillman or whoever else, you're not going to be able to do anything. You just hope you could stay out of foul trouble. You heard Drew Hill mention that Jaron's been in foul trouble in just about every nationally televised game they've played. Yeah, look, I it, Joel Embiid's going to get his. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know, the question is, how are you going to defend James Harden? How are you going to defend Maxi? How are you going to defend, in my estimation, the greatest player of our generation, PJ Tucker? So, because I don't think Harden played in the first one. Yeah. So I look right. at, I mean, tough ask, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think. Look, why it, do you feel so good about it? It's more the yeah, movement. It's not necessarily well, the way the I mean, Grizzlies were the playing move, before yeah, the no, break. I mean, the, the the Grizzlies were not playing super well uh, at all, actually. But I do think there is a. I, I, I leave a little bit of room for. Uh, they needed the break from a rest and relaxation perspective. They're refocused. You know, they now sort of this is their team. There's no trade deadline pressure anymore, um, and they get up for these kinds of games. I mean, that's no guarantee, but you know. I, I uh, didn't they lose to Philly at Philly last year? Do I have that right? That seems right. They in the, with last no Embiid, yeah. with no Embiid as uh, well. If, if you remember that, I, I'm guessing you remember the the result. Yeah, yeah. Like Maxi had like a breakaway. Maxi, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think they they're kinda, late. That's right. Did we we were yeah. mad about the players coming onto the court, weren't we? Yeah, there's a little revenge that, angle yeah. here, buddy. There's a little revenge angle. Oh, you're going. You're stretching. Well, don't wear your Embiid jersey in here tomorrow. Because it ain't gonna I be, might. it's not going to be appropriate when they lose. When they when the Grizzlies pull it off, the upset, Ja has a master class. I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be part and parcel to it. I so, do think Ja and them are tired of being poked at. It was all All-Star weekend with the uh, fine in the West stuff. So maybe you come out in terms of, you know, not, not just refreshed, but motivated again. You know, motivated again to be on – you know, on kill mode, basically, which yeah. is where they were earlier this season. Hopefully, that's that's back again. Hard to do that when you don't have your big guy in the middle. These are the these are the kinds of games that the Grizzlies win, especially as underdogs on TNT against the East. Come on, man. Okay, I like it. I like I, a three and a half is a, is a, is it's juicy, man. I can't say I'm going to necessarily bet it. Yeah, for I sure, see three and a half right now. But I think there's an angle that's to be had there. Regardless, uh, six thirty on TNT should be a good one. Next story. All right, man. You up on what's going on in the NFL? Lam- oh, I'm up on it. The Bears are the number one pick. Lamar Jackson is still at an impasse with the Baltimore Ravens. And and according to ESPN. It's about to be franchise tag and, and, time. And, and, and this is something that could, you know, whether it's this year or next or whatever, I mean, it could really have far-reaching implications on the rest of the league. He wants more than Deshaun got. Like, that's the whole It's not just what he got. It's he wants more than what Deshaun Watson got. He wants north of $230 million in the guaranteed money and things like that. And 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 do you think there's any way the Ravens are going to pay that? I say there is no way they're going to pay that ever. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing they're going to do it. They've already done it. Jeff. Right, exactly. They're not going to do it. Their whole point is that Cleveland blew it with that contract. Yep. And and, and it should it should never have been signed. Just because it they have were been desperate doesn't mean we are. Exactly. But, again... When the when it gets reset, the salary scale, you know, I've talked about it. It's just the next guy's turn, and you. Ne- when have we ever said, okay, no, no, this one's an outlier. It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, maybe foolishly, has reset the market, and so I don't blame guys for Lamar, like Lamar Jackson, who have got MVPs on their resume, wanting more. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him at all. Yeah, I. 
it's 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 one of those deals where especially with the way Baltimore is built around him, bro. Well, the longer that they drag this out, the less argument I have to to pay him. I mean, because he just gets older, he just gets more injury prone. Like it was something that you were supposed to sort of reward him with. Then, the longer that this goes, the less likely that's gonna ha- that, that is to happen. So I don't know what the what the move there is. I mean, you know, Le'Veon held out, and and eventually he did get the money um, with the Jets, but it was never the same for him. Now this is different. I mean, this is a quarterback and and who does depend on his legs, but less so than a running back. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I think it probably does end in just the in the franchise. I mean, are you are you going to say I'm not playing on the franchise tag? Is that what you're going to say? He doesn't have to sign it. Well, he doesn't have to sign it, but is he not going to play? I mean, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Like you got to be. When is a quarterback? I think held at that up? point you're demanding trade and doing all that. And what point at that right. does does it do right. for Baltimore to hold you hostage? So okay, then that's where this well, could they won't be do headed. That. They won't because, do that. because I think they burn him, John. I think the fact that he doesn't no, have I, it right I, now. I agree. There's feelings that have been, you know, and he's handled this. Him, him and his family. He doesn't have the agent, and so you talk about how personal feelings can come into that. Yep. You feel like you've done everything for Baltimore, especially in terms of up to this year, the durability, how he's always there. They've never given him a real, true number one, and yet he's. They've found a way to win with him. I just think you probably got some, you know, some hurt feelings that that may never be fully repaired. It it may be a point where he feels, oh, okay, you guys going to treat me like this? Mm-hmm. Want me to come in at a discount? Is the way he's looking at it. I want an MVP. Um, I'm out of here. Yep. I, and maybe ultimately that's where we we are because I just I just think it's clear now. Lamar's got you know he feels a certain kind of way that he's being done wrong here. So once you once you get to that point and they're not they're right. still not giving it to you right you your your red line hell if it was Aaron Rodgers anybody else it'd be it'd be trade request all day so well I, I mean think he, I think he's frankly we're there so do you think he plays for someone else come 2023 the NFL 2023 season you think he's playing for someone else I think there's a good possibility of it yeah I think the I think bridges well, I, are getting burned well I, and I think Baltimore like. Will will probably be, I guess, okay with it because well, they like, can they can get a ton. You yeah. would think. Well, they clearly have sort of decided that they're not going to pay the guy, and for whatever reasoning they may have, at least pay him what the market says he is worth. Who are they paying? It's all on defense. Yeah. No. I, and they, Mark Andrews, I don't know what Mark's contract, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you don't want to pay the quarterback that everything revolves around that side. No, it's true. Was that defense so great? They, that, that's a whole salary I mean, cap is the defense? It, the defense was Like, great. at some point, you got to pay your QB if you're going to keep him. And you've made the point. Clearly, they've shown in their actions they don't want to pay him what he wants. And mm-hmm. so, what's well, left to do if he doesn't want to be there or, yeah. or, or wants more than you're willing to offer than go seek a haul for him? Yep. And, and John, you probably would get it at this point with where with what he's done. Well, yeah, like – would the Raiders trade for him? That, that I mean, their quarterbacks out here, you know. You know, would 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 another team do it? I mean, I think that's a real possibility. Um, the problem the problem with that is is that you have to have a a team that's willing to pay, right? You have to have a team that's willing to go in like. The, that, the, well, they, I've I've heard it from all these NFL types on yep. on get up all that there will be a line. You think there won't, but that there will be a line to pay him. Well, because there are so few good quarterbacks in Correct. the NFL. Correct. Everybody's looking. Like, I, I I implore anybody that's listening right now, pull out a piece of paper, pull out a napkin, and, 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 and jot out top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. Once you get to about eight, it's, I told you that's why Jalen Hurts is in there now. Yeah, like uh, Jalen Hurts true. is a top Everybody five is. quarterback right now. Yeah, I say top ten. But well, we you, could go through go it. But the point is, you get to eight, nine, maybe eight, 
and you're like, oh, God, is Kirk Cousins a top 10? Is Dak a top 10? Like, Lamar's a top 10 QB for sure in the NFL. Um, Why wouldn't a franchise like the Houston Texans give him whatever he wants? After letting Deshaun yeah. go, what draws do you have if you're the Texans at this point? I agree. Who are you paying that's so locked in as a foundational right. player for them right now? I mean, that's what I'm just saying in terms of a, the, the people that would be after a Lamar Jackson. I would think the line be pretty long. Because, again, you're, you're talking butts and seats with him, too. And he's still as electric a player as there is in the NFL. Yeah, no, I think so it's not uh, just trying to win. You can sell Lamar Jackson as a face of your franchise when you have nothing like the Texans have. I, I, that's an idea. I just think that it, that's one of an example of there'll, there'll be a line for him. Well, like, why, okay, look, would, like I get why pay the bill for him. Put it this way: I get why the Raiders wouldn't trade for Aaron Rodgers because he's forty or about to be forty. You don't know year to year if he's going to retire or not. And you guys would have to cut people with his salary that's coming on, right. paying him and Devontae. But Lamar, who's 27, you need something splashy in Las Vegas? That makes sense. That That is something that I think – because uh, let's be real. If you draft a quarterback, you're trying to get the next Lamar, you're, whether that's Bryce or C.J. Stroud. And I, know they're, I'm not, I don't mean in terms of their specific game styles, but like you're trying to find a top-10 quarterback. Okay, so I get a chance to to trade for one, give up my first rounder, maybe some others, right? But get a twenty seven year old former MVP of the league, who clearly milked the injury because he was, you know, the the Ravens. He had, he had he was over them. I don't blame him at this point. Yeah, like he and I, yeah, I think it's totally fair. He probably could have played. Maybe he would not have been as effective. But he was he was feeling a certain type of way about the organization, um, and so. I think he was kind of like, look, y'all think y'all can do this without me? Roll Snoop Huntley out there. And they win that game if Lamar's playing. The Ravens lose in the wild card if Lamar Jackson plays. Period. Point blank. It's the, fa- it's the fact of the matter. I think the Ravens beat him in the regular season with Lamar. So I think it's a mistake by the Ravens. I get the logic. But I think you also have to understand this guy's talent and what the, what the replacement is. You know, and the drop-off there, you can have a great defense all day. But I would rather have a great quarterback and a bad defense than a bad quarterback and a great defense in this league. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense was pretty bad. Well, Denver had a defense. Right. They, Denver had a defense. They had a, they had a liability at QB. A hot mess. You know? I mean, Kansas City's defense is not like some juggernaut. It's, it's, it's okay, but it's Mahomes. You know? It's Mahomes who got the job done and gets the job done. You know, Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, but his fumble six, you know, is probably the is, is the difference in that game. The defense was great, still gave up thirty eight. You know, great there there are no great defenses in the NFL anymore. It's just a different time now. If you don't have a good passer, you don't have a solid, you know, not even solid, solid's not good enough. But the Jags had Trevor Lawrence and they had a great offense, and that's why they won uh you know, a playoff game, two playoff games if you sort of count the Week 17 game against the Titans. You know, it's because Trevor Lawrence is getting the job done. Good quarterbacks, right? Oh. So, I, I don't know. I think it's a sort of philosophical uh, mistake from Baltimore, and they'll probably regret it. But it does sort of seem like we are headed toward uh, a divorce here between those two, and we'll see what it means for the rest of the league. But, uh, yeah, a star quarterback is not happy with his situation in Baltimore. Next story. Now, I got one more. It's going to be real quick, but it was uh, super eye-roll stuff for me. Has, and, John, I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to think on it as I go through the, uh, the, the details here. 
Has there ever been a sorrier player, a less talented player, who created more headlines in the NBA than Patrick Beverly? ESPN's got a story up about him right now. Like, yeah. He's now with my Bulls. Right. Making him even more irrelevant. And yet, uh, he's got a podcast. ESPN's written a story about it, uh, talking about the Lakers and how hurt he is by the fact that he's no longer with them. And he circled on his podcast uh, the fact that the Lakers have two games remaining, uh, excuse me, the Bulls have two games remaining against the Lakers. And he points out those games could be critical in their Lakers' playoff push. Knock them out of the playoffs, Beverly said on his podcast. Who cares? Why do we give him as much attention as we do? Mm-hmm. Especially now when he's on a loser, essentially. Yeah, uh, it, It's I, ridiculous. And, and maybe this is it. Maybe it's not Pat Bev, but it's another Lakers story. Maybe that's mo- more the case here. That this is more about a guy saying he's going to knock the Lakers out of the playoffs because we know the Lakers are always a story, whether they're in 13th or, or whether they're the fourth seed in the playoffs. With LeBron and AD, they're always going to be a story. So maybe maybe I've read my first take on this was wrong in that it really ain't so much Pat Bev doing talking and you know the podcast and you know creating headlines and clicks. It's really a guy saying he's going to put the Lakers out of the playoffs. That is the the reason here that we get a story. Anyway, anyway, Patrick Beverly to the Bulls is a joke. There's no question about it. And him saying, uh, as an Eastern Conference team, yes, with two more games against the Lakers, that he's going to uh, put the Lakers out of the playoffs is ridiculous. Uh, this should have got nothing more than a, a couple of seconds on his podcast, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Is it because he just is such a soundbite? But he's not a relevant player. Remember when he was dogging out Chris Paul when oh, yeah, he got no, on? He uh, the, the, get, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But at least he was coming off a playoff appearance then, right? Like he was sort of, you know, he had the whole thing where he's jumping on the scores table and act like he won the championship and stuff. He's not relevant. He's not a relevant yeah. basketball I think player. when you trade to the Bulls, you're not supposed to say anything It'd else. It'd be no different than like George Neyang. The abyss. Like with a George, let's get George Neyang on the podcast so he say inflammatory stuff. Who cares? Not a guy averages six points a game. It's not a, it's not a, you think the Lakers are going to make it? I do. Who were we talking Listen to? Listen to Zach Lowe say that a team with this few games that far back, there there ain't many of them that have been able to make the, you know, the playoffs. Now you got to go, you know. Who were we, were we talking to somebody like on the show about how they, they they were they were dogging the Lakers basically? I don't know. Who, I don't know who it was. it was. I feel like it was yesterday, but I don't know. Um, I I mean, said so, they didn't believe in them. Might have been Fish. I think it was Fish. <laughs> I think it was Fish. Yeah. And I and and respectfully, I just disagree. I mean, I think the Lakers. Like really upgraded at the trade deadline. They like only because they added actual NBA guys. They got the Warriors tonight. Yeah, and if LeBron and AD play like a significant portion of the rest of these games, they're going to get in the play in. And if they get into the play in, they're going to play going to win the play in. If they win the play in, like I would not want to see the Lakers in the first round. Just wouldn't. They're two games out of the ten spot in thirteenth. Right, so they'll get to the play in. Yeah, I mean, not that that's like some achievement. <laughs> you know who's in that ten spot? Portland. OKC. Oh, okay. See, yeah, sneaky team just, there. Just sneaky competitive. They will knock you out. You come oh, in there and sure. disrespect them. And, and they're and they're young. Yeah, man, young and hungry. I mean, they're going to be a problem soon. A lot of people were on Shea Gills Alexander's look at the All Star. I liked it, dude. The, uh, the dude is cool. The pants. I the, the, he had them pants, the sunglasses, everything, the pullback hair. I just think dude looks like freaking Neo. That's what it was. That's what he was going. He looked for. like Matrix Neo. Yeah, red pill, blue pill. I just, I'm not going. I thought he's smooth, man. 
Yeah, that's folks big. were hating on him. I said, man, you you couldn't afford any of that. Yeah, so I tell them folks hating. Yeah, no, that's sometimes it's. I like his style. You just don't. You can't understand high fashion. You know what I mean? I'm, just, I'm getting there. You just can't understand high fashion. Anyway, uh, we'll come back. Uh, Carrick Jackson's going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about Memphis baseball taking the job. Uh, and then Jeff Calkins is going to join us at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, I turn to him. ESPN. Yeah, basketball season's heating up. And the best place to get in on the action is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, FanDuel's hooking customers up with $100 in bonus bets when you refer a friend. Just share your exclusive referral link with friends. It's located right in the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And then once your friend places their first bet of $10 or more, you're both going to score 100 bucks in bonus bets. It's a team effort. It's like throwing an alley-oop. Then you could bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to totals, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your chance to get $100 in bonus bets when you refer a friend. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of 929FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Referred players must place and settle a $10 wager within 30, do- within 30 days of- after signing up. Limit five referrals per 30 days. Bonus bets are non-withdrawable and expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-97. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Memphis baseball is definitely in the building. Carrick Jackson is the first-year head coach over there at Memphis. They got off to a 3-1 and start this season. 19 runs yesterday. How about that? And a win. He joins us. Now, Coach Jackson, how are we feeling? Appreciate the time. No, all was good on this end. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, so – when you take a job like this, uh, I, I guess I would ask you, what was it? What was it about this job that you know intrigued you and, and, and made you interested? You know, I'm, I'm from the Midwest originally. Um, I've scouted and, and coached at different places, so I always had come through Memphis for a number of reasons. And when you look at the, the baseball talent here in the Memphis area, West Tennessee and Northwest Mississippi, and, and then you also realize how important baseball is in this area, I just always felt that a university that was in um, an area that, that had that much baseball talent and that much passion for baseball – could be and should be a dominant power. Coach, how, what does it take 
to, to put this program where it needs to be to sort of accomplish your vision for what it could be, how, how much work are we talking about? Because we know, I mean, we know this program hasn't been in the NCAA tournament, I believe, since 2007. Uh, so you're, you're thrown into the fire in, a, in what's a, clearly a tough job. What's got to go into this process to get it where you want it? Well, you know, first, I think we've got to change the culture. Uh, and we have, to, we have to get our kids understanding uh, what our goals are and how it is that we need to go about our business to get those goals accomplished. Um, and then I think once you change the culture, uh, you set a new level of expectations, uh, and you don't allow anything to to fall below those level of expectations. This is how we're going to go about our business. These are the goals we want to get accomplished, uh, and we're not going to stop until we do get them accomplished. And then once we do get those goals accomplished, then we set new goals uh, and raise the bar. Uh, and so that's the one thing that I try to put instill in our guys now is you're at the beginning stages of something that I think is going to be very, very special, but it takes a lot of dedication, mental toughness, and hard work to get those things accomplished. And if that's not you, then this is the wrong place for you to be. We, we know this area. You touched on this, Coach, but want to want to get into this. We know this area is a fantastic producer of both basketball and football talent. Give us an idea of what it looks like from the baseball perspective. If, if we're including, you mentioned DeSoto County, Northwest Mississippi, uh, everything you've got around you, and how much of a priority is it for you to get the local talent? No, I, I think if you dig deep, uh, I think that you, you'll you look and see that it's just as much of a baseball-rich area as it is basketball and football. It's just that those kids are going other places. Yep. Um, and so we're, we're, we're not able to keep them here. And, and that's going to be our challenge. Uh, ultimately, uh, over the, the long term, I want to have the majority of the kids on our roster from here. But I also know where we're at and, and kids and coaches – know what the program was, not what the program is going to be. So we're going to fight that a little bit, right? It's, hey, everything sounds good, but, and I understand the but part. Um, so so we'll keep working on that. We'll look to change perception um, and, and mindsets. Um, and once we get rolling, uh, then we'll be in a position where we won't be able to take everybody, right? So, so we'll be on the other side of that, that people will be mad because we're not taking kids, but you can't take everybody. Um, but I know that we'll get to that point at one day. We're talking to Carrick Jackson, University of Memphis head baseball coach. First season, Tigers are off to a three and one start. So, I'm just I, I'm interested because you were at Southern, have some success there. Go to the go to the regionals there. Then you take the gig as the president of the of the MLB Draft League, and then you say, you know what? Now I want to get back in, in into college, and I want to do it at Memphis. So, when you do that, do you is it is it something that you see in Memphis? Like, I guess just. Your, your personal expectations of maybe what you think this job can be? Because I, I think that's kind of where I, I, I'm sort of, you know, in the I'm, I'm ignorant to it. Can it be, should it be a program that is contending for conference championships, NCAA tournament appearances, you know, annually or biannually or what have you? Just what are Carrick Jackson's visions for what Memphis baseball should look like year to year? Yeah, I, I'll tell you first, if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be here, right? So um, I do believe that we can be in that in that situation. And, um, again, I think it takes the vision. I think it takes the plan. I think it takes the passion. Uh, and I think it takes the work ethic to make those things happen. Um, and, and with the staff that we have here in place, with going through this process with the administration, knowing that they're committed uh, to wanting – to have the baseball program be as successful as the men's basketball, women's basketball, and, and football programs, you couldn't ask to be in a better situation. You know, when you when you have 
that that stamp of approval from the administration saying, hey, we want to invest in this thing and we want it to be at a certain place. Well, now it's my job to come in here, in here and make sure we can get those things done. Tell us about that staff, Coach. You got Julia Henson on it, who was an absolute stud coming out of Cordova. I was at the Commercial Appeal back then covering preps when he came out. Uh, he was all world. You got him on the staff. Talk about uh, what your staff brings to the table. I, I think when you, you start there with Coach Henson and, and it, it feeds into what we talk about with the idea of wanting to keep local talent local. Yes, sir. Right? So you, there is no more passionate person about the University of Memphis um, than him. And, and he and I met probably 10 years ago when he was coaching on the travel ball circuit and just got to develop a relationship. And I know who he is as a man. Um, I know who he is as a coach and as as a developer uh, of young men, and so it fit well uh, to bring him in here on board with his knowledge base and knowledge of the area and relationships uh, to have somebody like him on on the staff. And then you have Coach Jameson, who I was fortunate enough to be an assistant coach under him at the University of Missouri. Um, and you know, you got 40 years of experience and the number of big leaguers that that guy's coached and been with Team USA and just. All those kind of things. For me, it was twofold. It was one, knowing that he could come in here and put us in a position to have one of the better pitching staffs in the country. But more importantly, knowing that he could come in here and help me through building this the way that I want to be. Because now I have somebody on my side that I can turn to and say, hey, what do you think about this? Um, because I am a egoless person when it comes to the idea of making sure that we obtain our goals. I don't have to be right. I just have to get it right. And so whoever's idea it is, it doesn't matter to me as long as it's the right idea. Um, and then we kept Al Woods as our director of ops. You know, I mean, that dude is a mainstay here uh, in this area. Um, I've also known him for a long time. Uh, Ryan Huber, who was a volunteer assistant here last year. Uh, and then we added a new position with Joseph Totoli, who is our director of player development. Um, and he is a... 4.0 math major who grew up as a coach's son, played the game and understands the data and analytics, but he also understands the practical application of that. Um, so it also puts us in a better position to help our kids be the best they can be. A couple of games against Ole Miss and then Mississippi State this season. We talk a lot about how tough it can be, for example, for Memphis football to get you know Power 5 SEC teams on the schedule. Is it do you find in baseball maybe a little bit easier to get those series scheduled? Like what have what what have you sort of found in terms of getting those you know those SEC those Power Five teams on the schedule? And how important is it to you, Carrie? No, it, it is very important. And I think when you I think when those guys make their decisions about who they're going to put on their schedule, I think they look at the what they believe the caliber and quality of the team and the program is going to be because that ultimately helps them in the long run any of the power five schools they're looking to be you know get those at large bids and and we're pretty fortunate to be in the american you know you you can count us into that power group if you will when it comes to baseball because i think our baseball conference is just as good as anybody in the countries um and so so that that part of it i think those guys that we do have on schedule they know what we're going to do here they've seen what I've done at other places. So they know we're going to be a competitive group. And so I think they know that this is going to be not your typical midweek. It's going to be a challenge for them that helps them get prepared, not only for their SEC season, but gets them prepared for when they go on. So yes, it is important to have those teams on schedule because again, we ultimately want to put ourselves in a position where we're in a regional year in and year out. And when everything clicks right at one of these points, we're going to be put ourselves in a position to host original um and so if we can play these caliber teams go into their environments have them in our environment 
then it only puts our kids in a better position that when that time comes, we don't have stars in our eyes. The game isn't too fast for us. We've already been there. We've done that, and we know how to go about our business. Yep. School, school us some more, Coach, on on the AAC and the baseball you just touched on and the baseball league that it is with the additions next year, you know, the, the Rices, UABs coming in. What's it going to look like going forward? I think, you know, Rice is on the on the upswing. They obviously they were they were a national power right. for a very, very long time and they've gone through some ups and downs, but you know, now they got Coach Cruz there and, and I think they're gonna they're going to get that thing going again. UAB, uh, again, you're talking about a rich baseball area, um, and, and they had success when, when he was at Sanford, and so now I think he's going to be able to get that thing going again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 